Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heal Squad for 15% off. Hey, everyone. We are so inspired doing this podcast every week, having the opportunity to bring you all the valuable knowledge and advice that each and every guest provides means the world to us. Now, because of how much positive feedback we've been receiving from our listeners, we've decided to build a community through Patreon. Members of Patreon receive exclusive access to a chat forum, the ability to interact with our guests, which is so cool, extra videos and podcast episodes that will provide even more advice and knowledge. Join now by going to patreon.com backslash better together with Maria. And let's be better together because when you know better, you get better. I'm on a journey to get better and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. I love when you make fun of yourself. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you guys are having a great one. Uh, We have an amazing guest today that I'm so excited. Actually, Trevor ranks number two in our our all-time downloads. No way. Yeah, so he's hoping this will go up to number one. Kick off Dr. Joe Dispenza. (laughs) Then we'll have to get Joe Dispenza back in to get him to kick him off. And so on and so forth. Everything's a healthy competition. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I stand here in studio or I sit here in studio with my bold leopard jacket Thank you, Z Supply, for this little cute thing. It's like a sweater jacket of some sort, but I really love it because it's warm and it's bold. So it's fulfilling my New Year's resolution. You, as soon as you walked in, I thought that you've been killing it on the resolution. Or like word, resolution, yeah, the word, word, whatever. The word. 
the word the word is the word yeah but i added now another word and that's recalibrate so let me get to our quote of the day first because i'm going to forget this if you realized how powerful your thoughts were you would never think a negative thought and that is by trevor moad when you read his book you will really 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 first of all learn a ton of applicable tools and lessons but you will really understand just how deadly negative thoughts are. And so as I think back to our time with Esther Hicks um, at the seminar in Los Angeles, her entire thing was about recalibrating. And when you get into that negative space and you're out of alignment and you know, you're just so tired, like even just that, I keep saying to Kevin, I'm so tired of saying I'm tired. And so Ooh. all of that is, is negative, right? Like yeah, how that's a deep one, how do we recalibrate in those moments? So I have bold and I was like, I'm not waiting another year to throw this word in. I'm throwing it in now bold and recalibrate because we are just a few mental choices away, which Trevor will teach us as well from getting back in alignment and feeling good. You know, Gabby Bernstein taught us the choose again method. If you have a bad thought, choose again, acknowledge it and choose again. And it's the same thing like with Esther. And I took so many notes that I'm hopefully going to enjoy on vacation because I am going to escape. We'll definitely go do probably a full Patreon video, full on recalibration and pairing it with the choose again, because it's like the perfect couple. (laughs) It really is. It really is. So absolutely. If you aren't a Patreon member, what a great segue to get you over to Patreon as we're trying to make this show completely ad free. So I see you all joining and I'm so grateful uh, we are also grateful because we want to be able to to do more and you guys joining will help us to be able to do just that. So if you haven't, you can click on the link in the summary to join our yeah. Patreon at whatever level you can. Um, and of course, we continue to drop our episodes here on Monday, but you get an extra two on the Patreon, which is cool. And just everyone, whether you're a Patreon member or not, continue to share the podcast and let us know what your favorite episode is and what topics you want to learn about because whatever you want to learn about, we probably do too. It's on yeah. our list. <laughs> yeah. We usually, the way we come up with topics here is I am either helping someone in need and I'm like, wait, um, you know, I have a friend who's suicidal right now and I'm like, Steph, we need to find like a suicide coach, therapist, somebody who's like the best of the best of the best at this to help pull somebody out of that place. And so we come up with things from need or looking at something and reading something that inspires us to, um, to want to know more about it. So we would love your feedback. And yeah, if, if you are learning and growing from this, like you show us and share with us, um, in our Facebook group, um, you know, join us there. And, uh, it's been so amazing to hear how this show is helping you help a friend share it with them so that they can jump on board and, and benefit from all these great people. Obviously it's great for us, but at the end of the day, the true motivation of this show is to share all of these amazing people that I have exposure to and have in my stable of friends, um, to share them so that you guys can get better 
and I'm already using them to get better. So, um, you know, share that with your friends and, and let's all get better together. Heck yeah. Meanwhile, I've got my black coffee. Mm-hmm. It, it's so funny because if you would have asked me even a year ago, I remember my twin called me and was like, Steph, I have to tell you something. I was like, what? Cause coffee is a, like family thing for us. It's the one thing my mom let us indulge in early, too early. <laughs> and we were so healthy except for that. And she's like, I, and Kim and I would make it so flavorful. Like we had vanilla creamer at home and then put, we've always used stevia, but we're finding out that's not even great. And she's like, I eliminated creamer. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, okay, I can do that. So I did that. And then she called me again and was like, I eliminated everything. Like, no milk, no soy milk anymore, anything just black. And I was truly pissed at first. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I could never do that. And now I find myself being like, it's fine. <laughs> it is. Because really, it's there to just open our eyeballs, right? That's why we're drinking it. Or when it is truly for pleasure and it's like a Sunday afternoon and you really want a latte, go for it. Heck yeah. But know the difference. Like, okay, you're having pancakes basically. So you're either choosing the pancakes or the coffee. Yeah. And that's that, which you know I indulged in pancakes the other day. <laughs> I was a, so cute. I was a beast. <laughs> I was so hungry because I really didn't have dinner. I had a late lunch and we went to a Better Together meeting me, Steph, Steven, and Kev, and I was like, hmm, I'll get the eggs, hash browns, bacon, and the pancakes. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. And pretty much wiped most of it out. The pancakes were so good. She shared with me, just so you yeah, all Yeah, but then later I realized I kept digging and then I never shared again. Like it wasn't my intention to just share that. But at the same time, I didn't know if you wanted more. I was no. like, oh, she would have asked. But wait, why didn't I just keep giving her more? I had the perfect amount. I was hoarding you my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we all have our own moments. But I'm really excited for this chat with Trevor because I... I came across him at, oh gosh, was it at the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Yeah. I met him at the Super Bowl last year and, you know, he's a, he's a renowned thought leader uh, in mental conditioning for a lot of top athletes like Russell Wilson, who at the time of him writing this book was the highest paid NFL player. I don't know if he still is. He Champion. probably is. Um, and I really was fascinated and maybe I'll get this out now. I really was fascinated by Russell's forward. I loved it. Right? 
Um, Very powerful. So he talks about when he first went to, um, after he was drafted, he met Trevor because they, you know, they introduced him instantly. And he said, one of the things I really wanted to do is spend a lot of time with you, Trevor, he meant. My mind is one of my best attributes, but I want to enhance it. A kid in college, maybe he probably was, is thinking like this. He said, um, you know, physically I had all the talent. I put up all the great numbers, but everybody said that at five foot ten, I was too small to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So when I met with teams before the draft, I wanted my mental talent to jump off the page, how I approach the game, how I approach life, how I was able to face adversity and overcome. And then he goes on to talk about how they work together and you know, a big part of his mental preparation for the game was, what am I saying to myself? What am I saying to my teammates? What language am I using? What, how, um, how am I impacting myself? How am I impacting others? How am I being my best self every time I step on the field? And he talks about how critical it is to have uh, a mental plan because anything we go through in life is a new map to a new destination. What's the story we want to tell how are we going to write that story? And he said, Trevor helps me choose those words. I loved all of that. He goes on to say, I don't believe in failure. I believe in growth moments if we use them correctly. Russell Wilson's my new favorite person. I The pair of them is a, is a good duo for sure. I, I love that forward. Usually I don't even read it, but I was like, this is going to be good. <laughs> Let's get into this. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, it was so great. Um, and I used, I had, I woke up last night, I, I went to bed early and I woke up somewhere around 2am with a lot of anxiety over my dad's health and then my mom because I have my mom and dad on these supplements that I didn't realize a lot of them had um, green tea extract in. Which we also are going to learn more about. Oh, my God. <laughs> and green – I because my dad's liver enzymes were super elevated, and I was trying to see what could have created that. Well, green tea extract came up, and I thought to myself, huh, I did put him on one of those mind-like supplements – maybe just maybe that has green tea extract and I looked and it did well then how about one of the antioxidant ones I had them on had it in there how about another brain pill that had like turmeric and all this amazing stuff in there had it in there and I was like holy shit I might have OD'd my dad on green tea extract and my mom's on the same protocol so we when we know better, we get better <laughs> and we do better. So yeah. I was having all these like freak attacks in the middle of the night that I'm like killing my parents. And so I started thinking about his neutral thinking techniques and focusing on what the next step is, not what happened. And it helped a lot and squeezing a pillow into my chest. <laughs> but uh, I really want Trevor to teach us when we're in these states whether it's anxiety or, or toxic work environments or whatever it is, and we're dealing with the adversity, what are the tools to get us out? So we can all write it down, put it on your desktop at work, put it in your mirror in your bathroom at home so that we can make this like our mental conditioning and it's an automatic thing for us. Yeah, I am so excited about that because 
I think so much of the day-to-day things that weigh us down are are relatable. All of us face not that in particular with your parents. It's a whole another set of anxiety, mm-hmm. but that like workplace anxiety, something happens or even in your personal life and it's I want to use my higher level tools, but sometimes you need that just in the game tool that you can just go to that doesn't take that much of higher thinking. It just takes you to normal. Yeah. Like neutral. Yeah. Like what I loved is um, it's what you do, not what you feel that gets things done. Right. Like if you live in the feeling of I failed or I let someone down or whatever, you're just going to keep spiraling. It's what you do. Okay. Here's my action step. Okay. So I did fail or maybe I didn't do things as good as I could have. What am I going to do about it? That's how things get done and that's how you win. So I think these are all just, it's such a great way to, to just have a few of those tools at your, at your disposal for those moments. And, you know, the choose again method has been something that's been stuck with me since we had Gabby Bernstein on the show. So we'll get some more tools from Trevor and we're all going to get better after this episode and his book, it takes what it takes is amazing. And it's such a quick read. I'm getting through books so fast now. That's a whole other mental conditioning. Before, it would take me forever. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, two hours the night before, done. Yeah, I can get through it in a four. I'm not at two hours. I'm probably, that probably took me three, yeah. four hours. Well, I yeah. did a little this morning too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, because you can just start like really pulling. There's words that you gravitate towards. I love it. Yeah. I love the book. So I highly recommend it, especially as we... Um, you know, even though it's January technically, right? It's January yes. still. Yep. Almost uh, February. Almost February. Um, especially since it's still early in the year, but we're we are gonna get towards graduation soon. It's such a great book for high schoolers, college grads, um, and just anybody who really needs to know that their negative thinking is impacting them and not the rest of the world. So, although the world affects us too, and Trevor's going to teach us about that too. So without further ado, let's talk to Trevor Moad. Like I said, he is a renowned thought leader in mental conditioning for A-list professional athletes. Sports Illustrated has coined Trevor as the best brain trainer in sports, and he's focused on teaching people who want to be better how to be in a neutral mindset in the moment and learn how to absorb the information immediately around you. Trevor's also the CEO of Limitless Minds, a company he's partnered with Russell Wilson on. And today we're going to talk to him about his book, It Takes What It Takes, as well as how to thrive in a toxic work environment. So let's do it. Hey, everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast, and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I, I, I think what I found out about the when you have health challenges, it was interesting. I was having a conversation with Sierra, 
And you were deciding, like, you know, what do you tell about yourself? And I love the fact that I've been supportive of great people like Maria Menounos and Russell Wilson and all these different people. And I've enjoyed you take the front row at certain times in their lives, but you live behind. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about um, how different things I've been through, health challenges, other things like, you know, how telling more stories about myself is going to be so important to this as opposed to telling stories about other people and my journeys with them. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the health challenges and I've had a couple of significant ones. Um, and being positive at that point is impossible, particularly if you're going to try to live your life normally. So let's say you're at, at a big football event and then the next day you're, or two days later you're in chemo or you're getting an MRI or you're getting something like that. You have to keep like the ultimate context, which is like this event, I'm healthy and I'm good and I'm supposed to be enjoying it. And then this event is what it is. It's part of that journey. Then the next event is part of that journey. Um, If you're in this event and then you're already thinking about the fact that two days later, you're going to have to deal with this or you're in this and then you're missing the fact that two days earlier you were there, um, then you really have, you really lose context and so I think being positive is always connected to that outcome, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be better. I'm going to win. I'm going to be successful. She's going to love me. My next marriage is going to be as opposed to f- uh, focusing on that specific moment and, and living that moment based on, you know, how do I survive an MRI? You know, how do I survive a CAT scan? Like what, what's my mindset need to be for that? And it needs to be totally different than if you're, um, at a football game, you're at a national championship and you're serving a handful, you know, you've got a player's team, you've got to do a keynote talk in front of 120 guys and you have, so, and, and it's all about sort of being in the moment, but, but I only think when you're dealing with real significant challenges in your life, getting to neutral is fair. I think, I think going into an MRI and being positive, I, I don't see that as probable. Um, but I think neutral, which is, okay, I'm going to get data. I'm going to get information. This is going to help me as part of my journey. If it's not what I want, they're going to have a plan for that. Mm -hmm. If it is good, then they're going to have a plan to keep me moving until I'm, till that's in the past. And then I think neutral helps you give proper perspective to a great moment because it makes you live it and enjoy Mm -hmm. it. Like New Year's Eve, you have this incredible moment with Gronk and with all these different people. And then, but you know, two days later, you're going to be back at your home and you have a series of different challenges that, that are a, either part of your family or B that you're undertaking because you're choosing to help other people, mm-hmm. but you can't even compare the experiences, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And you can't, and you can't be. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of 
wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. Positive. It's harder to be positive about this, but neutral is more focusing on I'm moving them to a better opportunity. So is it also about segmenting things? Yes. Because it sounds like you're segmenting. You're, 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 you're segmenting, but when you segment into the next one, you're not losing track of what just happened. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm pretending that didn't happen. You know, like if, if, if I have a health challenge, but I, but I had a football thing, I'm still really grateful for that. But I also, I know it takes a different mindset. The problem is when you, you're, you're trying to take the same optimistic mindset towards health that you are towards a football game, as you are towards dating, as you are towards, yeah. I think they got to be really different. You know, mm-hmm. being divorced, it's a totally different learning how to meet people and face challenges, you know, than I could think of, you know, just how I approach things when I was married. Yeah. So what was Sierra trying to get across to you? Well, I think, I think she was trying to get across like, um, neutral thinking helps a lot more than just Russell yeah, and that people who are facing health challenges, people who are facing everyday life that, you know, that, that help people identify with, you know, who you are as a person and what you've lived and the different challenges you've gone through and experiences and all those things, um, is every bit as important as the role you play in my husband's life, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, which is sort of a weird superhuman kind of non-normal way to live versus, you know, when you're 18 and you're, you know, diagnosed with a, with a significant illness. And then, you know, how do you navigate that? I, I was raised with a skill set to handle any type of adversity. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the best thing about some type of education for people with self-esteem, you know, self-esteem, we make fun of it. People joke about it, but it fundamentally is the skill set to handle life. You know, the problem is the, the self-help uh, industry has been more about helping yourself and those and, and the people helping themselves as opposed to helping others. I think I've, I've been around this industry my whole life and I think it's not a very good industry. Wait, so that's an interesting, interesting distinction as my mic cord gets tangled up in my legs. Stand by. Um, self-help has been about helping others and not yourself. Well, I think it's been more about helping yourself. I think about the experts there. I think it's more about them helping them or getting people only to focus on themselves as opposed to um, the help others industry, which is, uh, I think, um, what I've always wanted to be a part of. So so it's showing up for everybody, not yeah, just yourself. Give, yeah. It, like, um, you know, mindfulness is geared towards people who want to be self-actualized. And it's really complicated. And I don't even really know what it is. Um, and yet it, it defines our brand, the power of positive thinking, all the John Gordon books and everything. It defines the industry right now. And to me, I think it's so exclusive. I think it's like if you and I play golf, I think the message needs to be a public golf course. Like I look at it takes what it takes. And I think that message is for, for a lot more people than going on top of a mountain and meditating. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, a meditating is a, is an incredibly challenging skill. I've been with players for eight years and we've never got to that. Do I believe in meditation? For sure. Do I believe in regulating your uh, breath or, or imagery? Um, yes, but it's, it's the most advanced part of the psychological skill set. and the, but it's all we're teaching and then trying to get people to be positive when they're battling cancer, when they're battling a tumor when they're battling divorce, when they're battling challenge, that's not what we should be trying to do. So what should we be doing when we're battling cancer or, you know, any of the 
different health because, you know, and we'll get to workplace stuff too, yeah. which I think is is just below that, right? When you're dealing with adversity at work, because yes. that's your life generally. It's your yeah. your your money-making yep. ability, and that um, jeopardizes your livelihood and stuff. But your health, I mean, you're nothing without your health. So how do we tackle health issues? As you know, we've had many in yes. my home. And I definitely know that there's that part where it's super painful, super confusing, and there's a lot of fear. And then I will channel and ask for guidance and I'll get an answer. And as unpopular as it may be in the moment, I'm really listening to my gut. So for my mom's example, when she got rediagnosed in September, I asked, you know, God, I was like, please show me the way. What am I supposed to do with her? And the next morning I kept hearing no radiation in my head. No radiation, no radiation. I was like, what are you talking about? No radiation. I'm, this is, I must be making this up in my head. And then it kept coming. So I approached my husband. He's like, I agree. I don't think radiation is the right thing for her. But all the top doctors are suggesting this medication called Keytruda and radiation because they couldn't operate safely. Go to my dad. Dad, this is what I'm thinking. I know it sounds crazy and scary. He's like, I've been thinking the same thing. So we make a decision. We sat around my kitchen counter and I said, listen, we're going to let patience and faith be our guiding words through this journey right now. And we're going to tighten up our guts and we're not going to do radiation and we're going to see how we go. And two months later now, here we are and our tumor shrunk significantly without Mm -hmm. it. And now we don't have to deal with the damage that radiation can cause. But it's so scary. And I had a few people in my life, one that I've never even met. She was kind of guiding me and helping me. Her name was Judy. She came through with my cousin. My cousin guided and helped me because you feel so distraught and in so much despair when it's someone you love and you're afraid. Um, So there is that moment. But I do believe that tools can help us get out of the moment, have the strength and the courage to face it and to make decisions and 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 have patience and faith. Yeah. But how do, how would you approach it? So when you're facing health challenges, I mean you, you know there's stages. Like there's probably what the most difficult stage is discovery. Mm-hmm. Like what what's wrong with me? You know, or what's not right with me. And then you have that next phase which is treatment. Okay, so so you were you knew what you were facing and then the question was what should the treatment be? Yeah. Right? Can't and then, make a wrong decision there, and, right? And then if you're a treatment for something like a tumor, then you have to get within a certain series of margins, right? So they can operate, right? Well, that or, wasn't the consideration at that point. It was this would, we need to shrink this as much as possible. Okay. Um, at some point I thought, okay, maybe we could shrink it to the place where we could operate, but it doesn't look like that's going to be necessary anymore. Right. If, and, and then, correct. So so then you then at that point it's recovery and then it's kind of, you know, maintaining and moving forward. When you're in the discovery phase and then when you're in the treatment phase, I, I think, I, I just don't think it's a fair expectation to be positive. Mm-hmm. I think the minimization of negativity is everything at that point. Yes. Okay. Agreed. So where am I consuming my information? Who am I learning from? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that I'm going to trust? Yes. You know, having been in those doctor, doctor rooms and looked at those doctors, um, you know, like for me, 
when whenever I face a health challenge, I don't sit on the chair. The doctor, I, I went go on to sit on a normal seat. I sit at a distance away so I can't see the computer. Um, as soon as everyone comes in, I stand up, even if it's interns. I shake people's hands. I look people in the eye. I talk to them, and then I I, I make myself feel like I'm a guest, not a patient. You know, and so you're then, in more control. I'm in more control, and then and then and then and your perspective is different. My perspective is different if I'm sitting here versus sitting over there. And then I think the the minimization of negativity is is who am I going to talk to and who am I going to tell? Okay, certain people. If 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 you talk to them about what you're going through in your personal situation or your family situation, they can't help but fuck it up for you. Mm-hmm. And so you're you need to understand people in your life who aren't good with that type of information yep. and not put them in a position to disappoint you. When that's, they don't know how to be any other way. Well, and that's generally what's going to happen in the real world where when family hears, okay, I was diagnosed with this. Yes. They're all going to be like, oh no, poor you. Right. And there's that poor you is a natural instinct, but it adds more negativity to it. Right. And it adds like more hopelessness to it rather than, um, you know, having people who are going to support you through it, be an ear to collaborate. Like with my cousin, she she was my ear to collaborate with. Correct. I needed a collaborator to run my ideas by so that I wasn't feeling like I was making decisions in my head of fear sometimes, yep. that I was able to express it in a safe zone and have another brain that's super smart help help me in those moments. And I think that's what people really need. You don't need someone to come bring you cookies and I'm so sorry. And you poor thing. I don't know why this is happening to you. I hear that all the time. Why us? Why us? Well, guess what guys? It's all of us. Well, it, but it also depends on the patient. So with summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes. We've got humidity. We've got sun. We've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different. And there's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad. Your hair deserves it. Well, and, and that's where if you're in a situation where you're managing a patient, that's different than if you're the patient. Mm-hmm. So... So, but but to me, the minimization of negativity is is critical. Um, however, you do that. So that so you're starting with the people you tell, right? So so to me, I'm starting with the people I tell, and and that's a huge decision because there's a lot of people that if you choose not to tell, they're going to be really upset, mm-hmm. and 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 they're not going to be able to understand that you know that they're not capable of handling that type of information. Oh yeah. And but you have to protect you, or you have to protect your mom, or you have to protect the people in your family. Mm-hmm. I think secondly, it's where am I going to consume content? And if you if you've been in like doctors don't lie, 
and they got to lean towards negative. Mm -hmm. But you can look them in the eye and you can get a really good understanding. And and you also can ask for the minimum amount of information, but the information that you need. So I know people that have gone through these battles with cancer and different types of things that never knew the name of their cancer because they never wanted to look it up. They never wanted to give it energy. To, do, to give it energy. They just knew that they had uh, a, a tumor in their leg. They didn't need to know it was Ewing sarcoma. Okay. Now, because if you if you if you hear Ewing sarcoma and you look it up, it's scary. But there are a lot of people that beat Ewing sarcoma. Yeah. Okay. Like my good friend Mark Herzlich, who has an incredible story. So you know, ultimately. He referred to it, you know, I've got this bad stuff in my leg and it's got to get out, you know, as opposed to now that's, that was best for him. But for other people, Ewing sarcoma, they go right to the internet. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that when my mom got diagnosed. I didn't want to know the negative about it. Correct. I just wanted to find the best doctor to operate on her and to create a plan. And that would be, to me, that's a behavior that's not positive. That's not negative. That's an, that's, that's a set of behaviors. What do people who navigate uh, uh, tumors, what do they do that, that handle it well? Mm-hmm. Regardless of the outcome, how do they handle it well? I want to get behind those behaviors. So the min- minimization of negativity, the minimization of consumption, the music that we listen to, mm-hmm. be very mindful of it. Nobody says you got to go put Hillsong United on repeat, but you you, you want to be really careful what you're watching on TV, what you're consuming. Yeah, you talk about this in the book, obviously. I knew about this, but you talk about how you did a um test a t- uh, yeah you, you, I just you told, were the guinea pig <laughs> yeah i i just told my former spouse about it she's like why would you that's the dumbass thing that you like why would you even do that yeah you know, cuz well, we're still friends it was it was uh definitely 26 days of um scary stuff where you quote said i was severely fucked up yep. and tell everybody what you did and what you learned because in these health battles and um and we're all going to go through them, whether it's us or someone we love. It's so important to know that you can you can feed your mind or you can let the world yeah. feed your mind, right? And I learned that at Tony Robbins. And I think that's it, the basis of your experiment, right? right? You, can starve, you can starve your distractions or you can feed them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I was, um, look, like anybody, um, you know, in your early 40s and you, you're married 12 years, like, you know, for... For a variety of reasons, and a lot of them traveling and work and other things, it, it just it didn't work. And over a period of time, it was unwinding. And after a part of it, like you, you know, I was really disappointed um, because I, you know, a lot of people are like, well, think about all the people you get to meet. <laughs> like, I got married not to meet anybody anymore, you know. So, so I was actually, I, I was like really married, married. You know, I w- it wasn't like a temporary thing, but, but. It, it it didn't work out, and so I was um, I was up in uh, San Francisco, and I was speaking at an event f- with Ronnie Lott, the football player, and his son Ryan Neese, and it was a, a venture capital event. And I, one of my buddies is is from the uh, Navy SEAL community. is ultimately going to be running for president. And he's running for senator right now in Austin, Texas, uh, um, and uh, and his name is Floyd. And we were we were together, and I and I said, look, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm a, to give you, but I'll fly you to this event, and we'll be around a lot of people who have money, and I'll make sure I give you a front row seat, and then so maybe they can help you. That's the best I can do for your campaign right now. And so we were kind of talking about everything that was going on, and, and I identify with that community really well. Most of them are five eleven dudes that are really good at compartmentalizing, that live a lot of their life on the road, and that special operation community are, men, are many of my best friends. 
Um, and uh, so we were talking about it, and he he said, well, "Why don't you feed? Why don't you feed your distractions right now? And why don't you challenge yourself while you're in this this state of adversity where you don't know what's going to happen next? You're getting divorced, you're unwinding it. So I had all this stuff kind of going on, and he said, "Why don't you go through some of the things that we do? You know, in the when we deal with hostages, and we put them through this psychogenic warfare, which is." which is this just most intense amount of negativity that you can stomach, but try to live your life and function through it. I believe that language is the most powerful influencer in our life. His contention was that what we consume is equally powerful, and I debated that. So I said, all right, well, put yourself on the field like Russell and test it. So I did about three and a half hours a day. So for me, um, I consumed about an hour of Fox News, which to me is torture beyond any type of torture. Um, I didn't say Fox News in the book, but I said news, but it was definitely Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did about an hour of like Megadeth, Anthrax, and just the traditional things. Like if you saw Zero Dark Thirty, you would see it. Uh, but then I did an hour of New Country. Um, Sam Hunt, uh, Jake Owen, um, who is uh, the lady from uh, uh, Keith. Uh, uh, I can't think of the lady from uh, the Big Little Lies. Nicole Kidman. Um, Nicole Keith Kidman. Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah. And and so I would listen to that. And and so I would basically do about three and a half hours in the morning and anytime I was in my car and then just live life. So I was still working with all the athletes, still traveling around, still going to Georgia, still going to Florida State, still doing all these different types of things. And um, and I would hike and I would listen to it. I'd be in the car and I'd listen to it. And then at home at my house, he said, don't, you know, don't do that. And, and I, everything, I got Sirius FM so I could listen to all the elements. And uh, in the morning, I'd be fine because I would exercise. But at night, I just, over a period of time, I started feeling weird. I had like a dinner at Maria Shriver's and I noticed like I'm, like I'm sitting at the table and we're all hanging out. And I'm like, I, I feel like I'm weird right now. Like people are looking, I, I, I just was off. And then towards the last week, and so we measured it, A, how many Pandora uh, and music hits, like how many times was I listening to certain music? So I'd listened to Sam Hunt's Cop Car over 820 times. And all the country music made me think about all that stuff, A, what I'd lost. And, all, and it really wasn't a, a, a certain person, Maria, as much as it was a feeling. Yeah. And, and then it made me... Because it's all sad. It was all sad. And new country fucks with you because the, it's more melodic and more upbeat. So you like the melody. So you love the <laughs> melody, but it's not, you know, so, but it, 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 it's not George Strait where but it's, it's like, complaining, right? It's like, complaining and it's yeah. sad. And the cop car was just, you know, but what I started realizing was the back, as I look backwards in my life, everything became really clear and everything as I looked forward was foggy. And so they, uh, they monitored this group of people that was involved. They monitored my text message thread and how it changed over the 28 days. And it was incredible how, sad, how introspective, how empathetic, um, um, and how lonely my text messages changed. And even people I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like managers of major league baseball teams were like, you know, this is heavy, man. And giving me these answers back. And I leaned out to all my friends in baseball because baseball dudes, I don't know how to describe them. People who listen to this, who know baseball guys, they're typically the best looking guys. They're, they kind of understand women probably the most, but they're also maybe not the best reputations, but I have a lot of friends in there and I was asking them like, you know, Hey, when you send a text message, you don't hear back in two days. What does that mean? Oh, you're going to, you know, I got to know any of that stuff, but then I started getting really sad about that. So, um, all these people could notice something was wrong with me, but it wasn't worse. It was just this totally different version of myself. 
by, by the end of February, I'd been text messaging four different priests, including Judah Smith, the pastor that lives here, um, and asking all sorts of weird questions. I don't even like talking about like what I was asking about. So to be clear, this was Trevor's super size me yes. experiment, right? When we're Morgan Spurlock ate McDonald's every day, right. all day. And we got to see the effects of that on his body. Trevor did that for the mind. And right. he used all of these things that, these, that most people... go through. And, but also, this is what the everyday person is consuming. Everyday. People do. Right? They're watching Fox News. It's on the background, in the background, in their, their, car, their, their house. And it doesn't have to be Fox News. It could right. be any news because any news. all news is geared towards making us fear. Correct. Full. Um, my parents, when they're watching, I go, guys, stop it. They're, my dad goes, do you really think Tom Brady's going to go to another team? I go, no, dad, that's just a headline. Yeah. They're just trying to grab you, and they did. They yeah. got you, and they sucked you into a conversation that isn't even real. Right. Right? And so is he too old to play? I mean, this is what they do. So, so you inundated your system with Fox News, with country sad music. And as a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Hard, hard heavy hard rock. rock. Yeah. Um, I'm, and, and... All of that took its toll. About at well, we, we estimated at about eighty hours. So about halfway through the third week um, was when it, something started breaking down in me. So as much as I was not saying stupid shit out loud, as much as I was still living the things, because you were still applying your, you I were was trying to apply your neutral thinking. Neutral it thinking. takes what it takes. Yeah. All the different elements, but I was consuming all this stuff. At a particular hard time when I was going through the divorce, when I was going through the, the the lawsuit, and then and I was starting a new business with Russell that was still in the early infancy, which is great now, but there's some doubt when you're starting a new business: is it going to work? Mm -hmm. People going to so I picked probably the worst time in my 43 years of living to to do it. And you did this as an experiment to be able to show people. Do your methods work? To show myself whether they work. Yeah. And the Navy SEAL said, this is when you double down to see if what you're saying is real. You live the life behind the scenes of the best athletes in the world and you teach. Now you need to double down on yourself and put yourself at your lowest moment and, and see how you can handle even worse. And what did we discover? So the 26th day, I'm in Chicago. I, I presented. It was, it was not very good. And I'm flying back. All of a sudden, I start getting like weird feelings in my legs. I start, I'm watching like a parenthood episode, just a normal TV show. And you probably weren't able to sleep well. I, I don't remember as much about how I was sleeping, but I was really worried. And then I started crying. And I went into the bathroom and I went by myself. And then I put on like an optimistic thing and, and tried to get rid of it. I, I took an Uber home. I'm in Scottsdale. I'm by myself. I'm in the bed where I'd lived with my wife for five years. 
And at, at one thirty-eight in the morning, I woke up and I called my my buddy. He had been deployed, and uh, and explained everything I was going through. And he was saying, you know, you're going through uh, all the feelings of clinical depression. You need to stop and then take two days and just detox. Don't listen to anything. Don't talk to anybody. And then I put in there the email I sent to to Russell and, and Harrison and DJ and a handful of people saying, by the way, this is what I've been doing for the last 26 days. I'm going to be gone for the next two days. And I just detoxified. And really, to be honest, Maria, it probably took me six weeks to get back to normal. Um, and, um, you know, consuming that type of negativity, again, negativity is almost 70 times more powerful uh, than, than positivity. So had I been consuming three hours of uplifting things, the net positive effect would have been nowhere near because mm-hmm. I'm still wired to, to, to receive negativity more viscerally and feel it more. So what I realized was that not only what we externalize out loud, which the book talks about, mm-hmm. but stop what saying we can stupid shit out stop loud. saying stupid shit out loud, which gives it its real power because the whole self-help industry now goes towards targeting the inner voice. I believe that's the fucking most challenging thing on the planet is to change the inner voice. Is there a way to do it? Yes. But the inner voice is nowhere near as powerful as the outer voice. And I'm always in control of what I say out loud. But I think when it comes, what I learned from it is the consumption is equally, not what's, when we get to the workplace, which we'll get to next, there's a certain amount of of difficult consumption that we're all going to consume. Mm -hmm. An asshole boss, coworkers, different types of people, or just what I'm working in. Like I have a good friend who's a correspondent for ABC News or was that CNN that has to cover the Coral Springs massacre and all the different elements. Like that's part of your job. You're living in that. But what am I consuming on my own? Right? So if the special operations community, they take lessons on modern media that teach them this is who MSNBC, this is who they're responsible to. This is who pays them to advertise. This is who pays CNN. This is who pays Fox. Their responsibility is to the people that are paying them to advertise, not to the truth. So if you watch any of these shows as a special operations member, you need to watch it like you're watching House of Cards for entertainment. Wow. And if you want information, the closest you can get to agnostic information is the BBC. So if you watch Fox News or CNN or MSNBC for fun and you're in a good state of mind and you can watch it like I'm watching Kevin Spacey, then it's okay. If I listen to Sam Hunt and I'm in a good place, if I'm driving out after I get to hang out with Marina, Maria and Steph and beautiful house and this beautiful place, I put on Sam Hunt. I love it. I'm in a place where I can handle it. Okay? But if I'm not in a place where I can handle it, then it's even more toxic on me. And that's really what I learned was what it did was it weakened the strength that I had. And even me, who I believe I'm a bad dude, when it comes to this, my whole life raised in this, I couldn't even make it 28 days. And in 26 days, I broke down. And all I could do was cry. All I could do was text priests. All I could do was text friends. And all I could see was backwards. I was thinking about girls that I knew in high school and wondering if they were single and because they liked me in high school. I couldn't see anything forward or why anyone would like me now. Mm. And I had broken myself down psychogenically. Um, and I talk about it in the book, The Korean War, which was an actual diagnosis that they gave people called give up-itis. And how many people that listen to this podcast are inflicting give up-itis on themselves and they're trying to solve it with fucking meditating. Mm-hmm. That's not how you solve this. 
your Headspace app, and Headspace is getting valued at $1.5 billion. Mm-hmm. I get that people are calming themselves. Get yourself into a state of Shavasana. I do yoga all the time. And like 15 minutes later, I'm in my car, that's gone. So that's not, that's not the game-changing behavior. That on top of other things. So what are the game-changing behaviors? Well, we know when we say something out loud, it's 10 times more powerful than if we don't say it. And if it's negative, it's a multiple of four to seven times. And that's the article I gave you from Christine Porath from Georgetown. who We just hired her um, to work with us because I love people that research negativity. Because mm-hmm. negativity is the only thing we know. The only thing that we can prove for certain is negativity weaponizes you against you and it will fuck you up. That's all we know. And I, no athlete's going to de- debate that with me. No, no patient's going to debate that. Nobody going through tumor. No one's going to debate that. Well, and it leads to dementia. You have a higher risk of dementia. I was reading in here too. Of dementia, of, but of, of cynicism, of, of chronic narcissism. I mean, just all those things. But where? But all we've been trying to do is not prove that. But we've been trying to be more positive. Mm-hmm. But so, going back to your very first question, what's the first thing I do as a patient? Is I minimize the negativity. So if I watch the news a ton before, and now I know I'm going into a health challenge, be practical. Now's not a good time. Their job isn't to help me get better. I got to help myself get better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Norman Cousins wrote Anatomy of an Illness. It's a great book talking about laughing when you're going through a health challenge and, and the idea of watching comedy and mm-hmm. watching things that are more uplifting. I don't know that that's true as much as I, all I could tell it, the, 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 the hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this is don't do the obvious things that you know won't help you. Yeah, I go into the kitchen every day and I switch off the Maury Poviches and the Judge Judys, which all of this stuff is surrounding negativity. I'm like, mom, I'd rather you watch Everyone Loves Raymond and um, the King of Queens or whatever, all these funny shows. I I DVR all the funny shows. Like no more of this. I quit watching news and I was a news junkie and I worked for the Today Show Nightly News and I loved, you know, doing that. I quit news three years ago right? because I knew it wasn't good for me anymore. But you never talked to someone like me to tell you that. No. You figured that out. And, 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 and but, but why are the books not – why is the self-help industry not talking about negativity? Yeah, reducing all the negativity that That's comes it. into your space helps. So, so is it that neutral thinking doesn't help you when you are in despair? Or is it when you're in despair – you need to remove the negatives so that neutral thinking can also then take you to that next level. I just couldn't downshift there. I was really struggling with it because all of the stuff I was listening to um, was making it really like hard because I I couldn't where the music and the noise and all the things they were attacking feeling, and I couldn't like outbehave my feelings. So, for example. Um, you know, what you do when you're um, like facing a challenge is you set three alarms and you get up and you get yourself to the beach and you go on a walk at six in the morning. Um, and then as you're halfway through the walk, you're glad that you did it. And now you've lifted yourself up. Mm-hmm. I was having a tough time um, making myself do those same behaviors. I was still hiking and climbing, but I really needed to double down on that. Had I done a second hike in the day, Without the music, and I had had I done more things that were uplifting to my spirit, yeah. I could have counterbalanced it. Yeah, it's like but I was setting it. I was living my normal routine, and I was just getting weak. Um, and I was legitimately facing financial fears. How's my giving up things in my new business? 
or uh, I was giving up old, like, so I was saying, I used to do all the, the, the sports psychology work for the LA Angels. I'm saying, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to open up time for this new business. But then we, we weren't booking things. And so now I'm like scared. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to give up old things if you're going to change with the new things. Now we have all these, this business and it's been great. But I was, I had that doubt. I had the social doubt. I've never really been driven by, I've never been defined by a girlfriend or, or a, a spouse, but I had made a decision to get married because I wanted to. So, so now I was making a conscious decision to meet people again and then sucked at it. So, and then now that I was more conscious about that and, and, and it's just like anything you have to learn. And then, you know, and then plus you're dealing with other financial elements. I was weakening myself. What I, what I've, what I learned is negativity in any form, the externalization of it, um, or the internal consumption of it controlled. So if somebody's saying, Hey, well, this asshole is starting to tell me you try working in my environment for eight and a half hours. I did that. I taught an LA unified school district. I had more than enough time to counterbalance that in the rest of my life. It's when I come back home and I turn on the news for three hours, or then I talk to my friend about how much I hate my job for the hour drive back home. Mm. Neutral is taking the judgment out when I'm in LA traffic. I accept LA traffic for what it is as part of living in Los Angeles. Yep. I don't judge it. Yeah, because everybody's always like, I can't believe it. And it's like, wait, are we going to say that every day we live here? Right, we, 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 we live here. <laughs> and just like, the, just like the 11% taxes, just like all the different elements. Yeah, so we so, know this. These so, are facts. Right. And, and neutral is the belief, Maria, that if we're not negative and we know that negative is not good and positive doesn't feel realistic, we go to a middle ground, which is, well, what should I do next? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's going to be controversial because for our whole lives we've been raised, there's been positive and negative. That's yeah. what my dad taught. I was raised positive and negative. I just never really bought into that. Uh, but I do believe I, I teach a population of athletes that, that isn't interested, but they buy into the fact that negative doesn't work and that language is important. How, how much have you heard Russell Wilson talk about language? Yeah. And he's just neutral. We talked about that because I loved his forward. Yeah. Um, but let me throw out for sure. people who are listening some of my like favorite moments as I was reading and this morning I started compiling some of like the tidbits that I want to yeah. put into my I have like this like thoughts folder. Did you like it? Did you like the book? I loved it. Great. Loved it, Trevor. That's awesome. Like it's an A plus plus because awesome. you are it's such a quick, easy read. Yes. And I I could hear you speaking and it was so easy. Yeah. Um and it made so much sense, and I got so much from it. Great, That's and makes my that makes twenty twenty for me. Thank you. Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, when you write your first book, it's always scary. Yeah, and uh, and I, having been in, you know, in work on myself and bettering myself mode for so long now. I learned so much in this that I'm going to apply. So I have this like thoughts folder that I keep. Yeah. And so when I need to recalibrate stuff, as we talked about earlier, um, if I can get my mind to say, oh, I'm in a bad place, I go to that folder and I read through everything, whether it was from the book of joy, any tidbits that really help reground me. So I guess I've recalibrated more than I've thought in life, but now I'm really aware of it. So I loved um, these few moments. So average is a choice. Greatness is a choice. There's no magic, only decisions. Yep. Um, and we end the show every day with make good choices. True, yes. Because I do believe in choices. Focus on what you are, not what people think you are or should be. Yep. Such a big thing for all of us. It's what you do, not what you feel that gets things done. Yep. 
uh, react as things unfold. Ask, what do I do? Um, and then the process, which I want you to take us through of what has happened, what is happening and what will happen. Because last night I found myself awake at two in the morning with, uh, anxiety and pretty good anxiety where I was like having to like squish a pillow into my chest, uh, about my mom and my dad and their various health situations and, um, and potential responsibility on my end, because, I don't know if you know much about green tea extract. We talked about this earlier. I'll keep it short. But um, as I put my mom's vitamins together, I realized, you know, I should be making them for my dad. So for the last couple of weeks, my dad's been on these um, uh, supplements. And a lot of the ones I put in there for him were, were brain supplements, mm-hmm. turmerics and focus and mind and whatever. And we were in the hospital this week for the foot infection he had. And the doctor said he had elevated liver um, enzymes really high. Mm-hmm. And he had just gotten a physical in October. He didn't have that. So I did some research because I'm always going to Sherlock Holmes. And I saw green tea extract can do it. And I thought to some of the supplements. And I went downstairs into the kitchen right away. And I was like, holy shit. Five of the like seven that I'm giving him have green tea extract in it. Right. That elevate the enzymes. And so maybe now I'm responsible for this. Right. And... Then I'm like, well, I also have my mom on this. And then I'm like, oh, right. oh God. And she's got chemo. She's got to get in her system that has to get filtered through her liver and Keytruda yeah. and Avacin mm-hmm. and all these pills and medicines. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. My whole goal in life is to keep them alive. Right. And here in this moment, I'm thinking, oh, I could be killing them. Right, which is not true. But... And how negligent have I been to not really read every ingredient on those? I knew they were good for them in general, but maybe I combined too many. And so I went, to, I went to your tools because I had been reading the book that night, last night. And I was like, okay, here's what happened. Here's what's happening. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to remove the pills. Yep. And the, the liver will heal. And maybe also this isn't entirely true. Maybe this isn't what elevated the liver. Right. Maybe it's, you know, the fact that he's drinking moonshine at night. Yeah. And that's a lot more powerful than green tea extract. <laughs> And so this morning, when I had that revelation at some point, I go, Dad, I'm beating myself up thinking it was the green tea extract. And it could be. But you're also drinking moonshine at night, like 100 proof tequila, and you're mixing them all together. And this could be it, too. And he looked at me and he laughed. And I was like, okay. So you helped me through last night. And what I would like is... A quick set of tools someone can write down on their mirror in the bathroom. This is my vision. On the mirror in the bathroom and at their office on their computer, let's say. When you are in that moment of anxiety or you are in that moment of kind of despair and things are just, you're just exhausted and things aren't going your way, you're not feeling well, what are your tools to get them to neutral? Yeah. So... You know, there, there's there's kind of a number of different ways to attack it, but I think one of the first things to understand is right now is real. And this is where I think positive thinking, and it's crazy because, you know, my dad was the president of the National Association for Self-Esteem, right? But this is where positive thinking just just makes you nervous. So I got to look at that moment right now and say, this is real. Like, this is where I'm at right now. This divorce is real. This situation with my job is real. I just failed a test. This is real. Whatever, this is real. And, and, and this is what's happened. And too many times we're afraid to face that. Because why don't we want to go to the, the, the doctor? We don't want the diagnosis. 
But a diagnosis happens in two parts. There's a diagnosis, then there's a verdict. Mm -hmm. You don't have to accept the verdict. Once you get the diagnosis, the verdict can change. There is no verdict. Your percentage is this. That means the percentage. When I faced uh, different health challenges, they said, well, you're going you're gonna to feel this way when you go through this type of treatment. And I say, but there are a lot of people that don't feel that way. They say, yeah, I'm going to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then, so, so don't, I don't need the power of suggestion. Don't tell me what, don't tell me that. Like, I need to know the basics. I need to understand the basics. But I'm going to live in the other percentage because I'm aligned like those people. Well, you know, sometimes it just, I, 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 that's my expectation. So, so I think what, what has happened is, is a diagnosis. This is where I'm at right now. And when you get a diagnosis, it's true. But there are a lot of people that, that from that diagnosis are so much different going forward because they do different things going forward. Change behaviors, so, uh, so, everything. So it, it, it's almost three parts. It's almost the awareness that what's happening is real the acceptance that I've got to put a plan into place and then the commitment to follow that plan. So awareness, acceptance, commitment. I like that. And, 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 and to me, that's... you can't do anything without a plan and we talked about that in the book. Planning's, Russell talked about it. Pl- yeah, the, the plan were, you know, in Paradise Valley before the Super Bowl and then we got to have a plan because the plan didn't work. You know, and, 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 and we can't spend... Um, it, it, it's so empowering when you realize that the past is real, but your life could be different if you do something different. So you actually really opened my mind. I think behavior is more controllable than feeling, but what was happening to me when I was going through, and I wasn't writing the book yet, and the book I learned a lot about what I knew because I didn't know what was in my brain for 43 until years. Until you're purging it. Until I'm purging it. <laughs> yes. But I have a better understanding of this now because I think I was more impacted by feelings before than by behavior. And the feelings were so confusing to me because of the music, because of the... To me, it was the country music that got me mm-hmm. because of where I was emotionally, the doubt of who was going to partner with me in my life and was I worth partnering or did, should I be playing in traffic by myself for the rest of my life? And all that doubt you naturally go through um, when you question your identity. And divorce is going to help you question your identity, particularly when you were consciously uncoupled, no matter what. Like, like, yeah, when you were rejected, let's say. I was right. And I, yeah. my wife was 10 years younger than me, beautiful model, all these different things. And through things, and, and, and I, there was no infidelity. There was none of that. It yeah. was just, I did not carry my weight. Well, can I tell you what I thought of in that moment when I was reading it? Hmm. Um, I've had this um, visual that I've used throughout my relationship with Kevin. And it's gone both ways. It's like when you don't water the flower, the yeah. flower dies. And so if you look at your life like that and you're like, have I watered that flower? I need to go water that flower. Right. And that's, you know, where you were just so busy with everything else. Or, or I just, just accepted that, that, that this is me and I didn't think I could be better. And, and, and so you look in the long term, it's worked out. I think in, in the long term, we're both going to be better going forward. But I think, in, you know, in, in that moment, the um, of bringing all that toxicity into me. I was so consumed by feelings, I, I wasn't out-behaving my feelings. How do you out-behave your feelings? By, by doing the things that people do when they feel good. So I can always make myself do something. So for example... Go for a walk. Get, go for a walk, go for the second place, turn the TV off, put the iPad down, put on different music. So for example, what I started Choices. to do was I would put on Louie Louie by the Kingsman. And when I put on Louie Louie... Louie 
Bana, go, babe. And I said, oh, we got to go now. My dad would play that all the time, and it, it had a happy connection to me, whether mm-hmm. people like it or not. And I put it on. So I controlled that. I put it on my phone. I put it on uh, YouTube, and I saved it. I could immediately go to that. And then that would change certain things. And then I would say, I'm going to go down. Now I live in Manhattan Beach. So now I'm going to go down. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go. But by doing that, I didn't feel like doing that. But I did it, and then my feelings changed. Yeah, it's like Gabby Bernstein, who was on the show. It's like the choose again method. Like a negative thought comes in, we acknowledge it, we choose a new thought. Or, um, you know, focus equals feeling. So if you're focusing on the negative, you will feel that. So if you change your energy or you decide to do something that you know, like I used to keep a list as I was kind of growing into these things and creating my new habits. Um, I would make a list of the things that I could access really quickly that would give me happiness. Yeah. Breathing fresh air, seeing, you know, nature, um, hugging my dog, right. whatever it was, I could easily access them. They didn't cost me anything. Yep. And I think that's what you're talking about. Just right. And just doing it. Yeah. And, and literally just, just behaving my way into feeling a different way. And, and, and I'm always in control of that and what I say and what I consume and, and not, not not trying to beat the feelings. Is there some denial in there though? Well, there might be, but it but to me it's like what works. So for example, if I'm having this emotional feeling or this this sense of frustration and I can get in my car and I go to a place that's going to take me to a different state, it gives me a a, a more fair way to look at that. Mm, I'm, good I'm, point. And 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 so to me and, and, and if and, you feel and, better, you're going to make better decisions. Yeah, if you feel better, well, your body's going to get better. I behave my way and change my feeling. But you also got to remember, Maria, I'm coming from the sports world, and we have a finite amount of time. Yeah. So, for example, when you throw that interception or when Russell's down 21 to 3, that's fucking real. That happened. So what's happening right now is I'm at halftime, and I'm figuring out how are we going to change this? So what they do, they spread the offense out, and they said, we're going to let Russell just fucking play ball and make plays. Like so, he did last week, like, where, like, he, where he almost brought them back. Brought them back, uh, but 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 you could tell he was he was going rogue and doing his own thing. He was, he, and they were trusting him. They to were do his they thing. were trusting him to do that, but he was he was playing differently, and and so what what so I'm behaving differently, and and I don't have to live in that consumption, but I do have to acknowledge that it happened. Mm-hmm. Now the life doesn't have a scoreboard. So I think what uh, I hope the book does. First of all, I wanted the book. First of all, I've always told you I have like a sixty IQ, so I'm not going to write a book, and and, and that's going to be complicated. And the other thing is, athletes don't give a fuck if you went to Harvard. They don't care. The corporate world, people listening to this, oh my god, they went to Harvard. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. How does that help you now, Angela Duckworth? Great, you went to Penn, and you like. How does grit? How does that help me right now? Because athletes want it now. So not saying stupid shit helps me out now. Changing my behavior helps me out now. Making not consuming, choices. not surrounding. When I was a teacher in LA Unified, there was a table where all the people that sat hated their job. I sat there and said, man, I ain't going to ever sit at that table. I consciously chose to sit at another table. Halfway through my second year, I found myself sitting at the table. I said, I'm out. I can't, I, I, they now, sucked you in. They sucked me in, and I realized that I wanted to sit at that table, and I said, obviously, I can't teach in LA Unified. So yeah. I went and got a job across the country in Florida with my uh, one of my buddies playing MLS. 
And, well, and that's where it's funny. I went to this Esther Hicks seminar um, recently, yeah. and she was talking about calibration and how you can calibrate to the negative energy in the room, yep. which you eventually did. I did. Or you can calibrate to your own inner being and your own inner source, which is where you're really supposed to be calibrated. Which had lost, had lost the battle. And then I realized myself, I knew well enough. I believed what they were saying. Yeah. Why isn't the money going here? Why does my classroom have 45 people, all the different elements? I wasn't going to win. So I yeah. made a plan, neutral. I said, I talked to my girlfriend at the time. She lived in La Cunada. I, I can't stay here in LA Unified. Like, I'm losing. Uh, but I still like teaching. Let's find a job in another warm place, South Texas, Arizona, or Florida. And we found a job in Florida and Delray Beach. Cool. Let's go. And we went out there. And then it was a totally different experience. Then I realized after my, my year teaching, when I heard a director of sports psychology at IMG speech, uh, speak. And I was like, that's what I should be teaching. Then I went back to teach us history and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And then so ultimately I found my passion. I found my job in the book talks about when I got to time G Academy, like that was my pro sports, but I believe this is it. You know, I believe that regardless of my work environment, I control what I consume when I'm on my time. Okay. And if you're a parent, um, you might debate, well, when is my time? You still have time when you're a parent. You still, you know, even when you're taking care of your kids, you still have time at work. You still have options in terms of what you're going to consume, what I'm going to listen to, what I'm going to watch, what I'm going to engage in. And then I always am in control of what I say out loud. So when, when my think, when my job isn't going well and I say, I hate working at this place. Now I've increased the probability in the same way Bill Buckner did when he said, I don't want to let the game winning run score on the ground ball through my legs, that I'm going to continue to hate it. So this is what people say, right? I was just at this event with Johnson & Johnson with 500 of their top people, at $82 billion company in Philadelphia yesterday. So what, just say nothing? What if I had, like, yeah, just shut your mouth. Yeah. There's... Wait, didn't we do an episode where I said this? Yeah. Steph. Yeah, I think so. Just shut it. I was like, just shut the yeah, F up. Like, just shut it because ago. there's was no it data. after the holidays I was home? And, yeah. and what was it about? I can't remember. I'm going to find it. Oh, my God. I was saying the same thing. It was just, and I think it was just being around so much negativity. Right. Back East, because I, I do believe that it's really hard for people with the weather elements and no question there's so much everyone's so like oh i hope so and well we'll see and they're just so negative i'm like ah but there was a reason i was saying shut the f up and um but you're right so like i changed our work hours so you can go in at 10 o'clock during the winter so you can exercise when it's light out because if you if you have to exercise at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., it's, it's, it's dark. Yeah. And so that exercise and exercising in the light, and if you work in the Pacific Northwest, and, and it's dark at 4.30. So you're always in the dark. I was born and raised there. I realized, like, I can't live there, so I've made mm-hmm. a choice to live in places with blue skies. So when we talk about work environments, so your colleagues were negative, but then there are work environments, and I don't know anything about this, that are just like beyond toxic mm-hmm. um, and your and or you're being bullied and all of that. How do you use these tools? And is it something where you are using tools to get through and then creating a plan? Because that's kind of what I did. As I look back, I kept trying to access tools. Um, I suffered for sure. And then I would get out. I'd I th- find a plan and get out. I think, it, it all depends on whether you can get out you know, or, or your timing, but, but what I think the real power is is 
is going back to that original point, you know, 25 minutes ago when we were talking about certain people you can't tell, you can't tell your health truth to mm-hmm. because they're not capable of understanding it. What I've learned and I've always shared with the athletes I deal with, whether it's in the NFL or whether it's in college football, let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars had a tough head coach that was like, like he's a, just a tough dude. You know, he's a, he's a, 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 a really challenging guy. Um, and so challenging people are going to behave a certain way. So you can't let yourself be surprised every day when they behave exactly in alignment with who they are. So once you take the judgment out, this is what my work environment is. I let it go. I like, it's not true. It's not right. It's not wrong. This is what it is. Anytime I deal with people, I deal with a lot of assholes. I'm in pro sports and college sports. We have so many dicks all over the place. It isn't even funny. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Literally and, 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 and figuratively, truth, truthfully. So, so I've accepted the fact that dude's a dick. So when he does something to me, he, he's behaving like dicks do because that's what he is. Okay. So, so I'm taking away his power and I'm accepting the fact that that's not my fault. For example, I, there was a coach who coached a team and one of the star quarterbacks in the league five years ago. And he said, this guy intentionally doesn't like me. I fly out to, I'm in Virginia and I'm meeting with him and his wife's in there. And I show him six interviews where the same head coach is slaying six of his teammates. He said, I didn't know he talked about them like that. I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is who he is. So it doesn't make it right. I'm not telling you it's right. I'm telling you that that for you to let yourself get upset and have your self-esteem impacted by somebody who this is who he is, this is how he is with everybody. But how do you get past that? Like, I, I think that there are definitely situations when they're like that with everybody. And then I think there are some personal situations, obviously, too. How do you not? And, and, and honestly, I think guys can handle it so much better than girls. I think... I would agree with that. I think that you guys... Um, guys handle, handle it differently than women. Yeah. I think, I, think, um, I think everybody has a capability of being sensitive, but guys just don't care as much about stuff. Like, they don't. We care, we care more about... And, and we're bred to care more. We're bred to have to look perfect and be perfect. You yes. guys are not bred to be no, that. thank God. So we have all these other burdens yeah. on us. So how do you coach me... In that situation. Trig- so I got a great story, speaking of women. And we have a Division One athlete in there, right, with Steph? Yep. Uh, field hockey legend. I told her she needs to play pickup field hockey in West Hollywood. <laughs> um, but uh, so... We can't get a stick to that beautiful face. Yeah, I got to protect. We got to protect. protect it. Like Maria just said, we are valued on other on different scales. On different things. <laughs> but My you're... mom, I wanted to play hockey so bad in high school, and I got the boys coach to let me on the boys team because I, I was it. so desperate to sh- like just play. And Maria, how are you going to be if somebody, they hit you in the face with a skate? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of That's a true. good point. All right. Uh, my, my, so I'll never forget, and this is when I understood, I used to always work with one women's team, a big time women's team every year, because I thought it was really good for, for my skill set. And I'm with the Texas A&M women's soccer team. Great team. G. Guerrero, Phil Stevenson, the head coach, Lori Stevenson. We're playing in the Sweet 16, and we're playing at Penn State. And our best player, beautiful player, she's a forward. We're up 1-0. Penn State's the higher-ranked team. She comes off at halftime. She's like, I'm so fucking pissed at our coach. Why is he looking at me? I can never win with him. His body language is always awful towards me. 
I never can win. I, you know, he just doesn't like me. And, and so I'm in my, I'm in my thing like, okay, like, what do we do here? Like, she's just scored the goal. I got to calm her down. So don't worry, you know, I'll handle it. And, and like, you know, anyways, I have this conversation and he has like bowel inflammation. So she's all worked up and he's got to go to the bathroom. So his body language is based upon the fact that he has to go to the bathroom and she thinks he hates me. So I ultimately find out the information, then I relay it and then kind of communicate from, from, from that perspective. But so what would have been the better thing? What would have been so everybody has triggers. Mm-hmm. So what if during the game she doesn't look at him? Yeah. What if I don't look at him? If I know his body language triggers me, don't look at him. You don't need to look at your coach to get a play in women's soccer. Yeah. So that's where, again, your behavior precedes your success. It's a good point. I did that recently where I found myself in a situation that was so unique to me in the last like two and a half years because I I really don't work with anybody that I'm not excited to work with anymore. Yeah. And I found myself with someone who was having an insecure day and very you know, negative. And I caught them rolling their eyes behind the scenes, like when they would look at other people and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, how did I get here? Holy shit. I don't want to be in this situation. They go, wait a second. No, you have the power in this situation. Don't look at her. And this person doesn't exist. And don't let them dictate how you're going to be. And don't let them take this moment from you because you have a moment to be great right now, or you can have a moment where you're not as great and it's because of her, but then no one's going to know it's because of her. Yeah. They're just going to see what's on camera. Yep. And I did. And it was so awesome because then she reacted right. positively after. Right. But, but you managed yourself through the situation. I did, but I never knew how to do that before. Right. And, and we all and, have. And not until now did I recognize what that pattern was in terms of how to get out of it. Like it was an instinct that just came to me in that moment. But now I know that that's how you're coaching people. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. And and that would go in the book to that area of conscious competency, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe in a lot of your life, you'd been unconsciously competent, which means you would have these incredible moments, but you didn't know why. Mm -hmm. You need to know why. So ultimately, as a player, I need to understand, I'm choosing not to look at that person. I'm choosing to accept that that person, and also sometimes somebody who's an incredibly uplifting and upbeat, I have to accept certain things about them, so what they, be, what they say I, may not be true about me right now. You know, so I have to have, it has to work on both sides, because neutral is not stoicism. Neutral, like people, there are some elements of it from Taoism and this, this idea, but when, when I started thinking about neutral, I was just thinking of a car. That a car can't go from backwards to forwards. You have to get to neutral. And then you can go to neutral, Maria, and then you can start going backwards again. Yeah. You know, if you want to, you start doing all the same things that take you down the wrong road, or you can start going forwards. And I do believe that positive thinking, uh, uh, thinking attached to a, a positive, uplifting outcome, has ability as a second, the second level to neutral in the absence of negativity. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching three hours of news, I'm listening to three hours of bad music. I'm on the phone talking to people that don't uplift me. Complaining about my story, right. carrying then, my story on over to more and more friends. More and more. And then, like, and, can you believe this happened to me right. today? This is what I tell my friends. I'm like, stop calling all of your friends, telling them about your shit. Or, because, or women with their mothers. Yeah. And, 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 and so, but then I try to go to my affirmations at night or I go to my Headspace app or I go to, like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. So what I'm saying is if you learn how to minimize negativity and you never were positive, you never, even that never crossed your mind. 
you would help yourself infinitely more than if you tried to be positive while you were still doing all the negative things. Mm -hmm. And what's the efficacy? Well, eight years at Alabama, 10 years at Florida State, four years at, at Georgia, um, you know, multiple years in Major League Baseball, three different teams in the National Basketball Association. You don't, there are no Tony Robbins in sports. My, jobs like mine don't exist. And, or being relevant. I'm with Russell the day he's playing Green Bay. I yeah. have a role. Every, a lot of other people have a role. But for an hour and a half, I had a role. I'm in that room. He's one of the most important figures in our country, in the sports world, in that moment. And I've earned my way into that moment by having a role. Mm -hmm. And so I believe the, the, the book, and ultimately what we're talking about, is based on practical things because I've had an audience of people the exact opposite of Maria Menounos. You are one of the most amazing people in terms of wanting to learn and get better. Most athletes are not like you. They're not like you. When I get in front of a Major League Baseball team, like when I started last year, everybody's like, fuck him. If Tony Robbins get get him the fuck out of here. That's what our population says yeah. about self-help people. They don't want it. So if you're going to survive in that world... The idea of not telling people to be positive, or but to get to neutral and minimize negativity. Then I show them all this data. Yeah. Then I show them Buckner and all this stuff and just say, you keep doing that shit. You keep walking back to your locker room after you strike out and throwing your bat and see what you fucking do. And I'll talk like that because I know I'm right. And if you're diagnosed with cancer and you start consuming all the negativity, you aren't giving yourself a chance. Yeah. Now, if you go positive and you engage and you go neutral and you surround yourself around great people... You, you may not live, but if you go the other way, you have no chance. Yeah, but also what you do live will be better. And what you do live will be better. You could, I could not have – that's the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so – but the one counter always is what I'm supposed to hold it. Yes, coming into the locker room and hitting your bat and saying, I fucking hate this pitcher and all this thing, that didn't help you. It takes discipline to come in and say not say anything – and to sit down and just and process it and think about what do I need to do this next time to face this curveball? Yeah. And baseball is one of the most negative sports because it's surrounded with failure. And that's a job. And think about some of these other jobs. But this is what I would tell people. You have a choice where you want to work. And some people say, I'm not, I, I, might not, I might not have a choice. Okay. So let's master the areas when we're outside of our job. Or the free time we have within our job mm -hmm. when we go to lunch, all right? When I go to lunch, maybe you go by yourself. Maybe you, you intentionally go with people who seem to be have their shit together because success leaves clues. Maybe there's some clues that they have that I don't have. Okay, challenge yourself to meet other people. One of the first things I do when I keynote an event is I'll do a different engagement. I'll move everybody fucking seats. You know, why'd you sit there? You know, and I want everybody to be in different spaces. So, so now I'm open. Now I'm open to listening. Now I'm open to you don't meeting have your new safety people. Net I, don't, I don't have my safety <laughs> net, and, and I'm doing. And 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 you think about my buddy who's the director of mental conditioning for the Yankees. They spend so much time just getting to know each other. They do things where they bring, you know, their favorite movie clip, their favorite quote, their favorite, you know. And and I start thinking. And this book, how simple is it? Mm -hmm. And yet we we need people that have eight PhDs from Harvard to talk about, you know. And 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 even Joe Dispenza, who you have, who's incredible. He makes it easy. It's still like. You listen to it, and it's like, fuck. Well, yeah, it's it, here's the thing is everybody's in a different place and right. at a different level. And so the mainstream who isn't really doing like as much of it as I am as you are. isn't going to get it. So Kevin is that mainstream who gets you. Right. But 
when he's getting to Joe's book or Esther Hicks, he's like, I- I'm overwhelmed. Right. So it's not everybody can find it. Everybody can find something that they can connect to. And as long as you find that, that's great. Right. But these strategies of going to neutral and um, and and focusing on that is is very attainable. And that that was that was my only goal. And it makes sense because if you think about the population. But I think also if you read the book, I do hit on all the main things. Mm-hmm. I hit on imagery, I hit on visualization, I hit on self talk, I hit on developing an ad campaign, yep. I hit on developing affirmations. I love the verbal negativity diet. Yeah, go on. Before a diet. I got to it, I wrote up here on the front page, like from as a note for me and Stephanie that we should, you know, create like a challenge for everyone to do a verbal and mental negativity right. diet. And for all of Kent our was the word. Kent the, was the word in my house. No, but the next thing I did was I flipped the page, and it was basically that in yeah. the book. You were talking about doing that. But um, I think so. If I'm to think about this, yeah. to give people tools who are in a toxic work environment right now, yep. it feels like if you can't leave, if you can't figure out a way out, choosing who you're going to spend your time with there at lunch, like you said, or by yourself. And what are you going to feed yourself? Maybe you're listening to something that is upbeat, that does make you feel better to shift that energy a little bit. Yep. It's maybe Who starting... are you going to look at? Where, where, what's going to draw your attention? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at certain people that frustrate you or that upset you? Who do you key at in, a me- in meetings? Where do you sit? Just like I said, I control where I sit in a hospital office. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... These are the minuscule things that we're in total control of. Yeah. Don't go to the complicated, like, I need to change my inside thoughts. Just, like, sit in a different spot. Yeah. Start thinking. I think it's really starting to think about your choices you yes. can make in every situation. Every situation. Down to, like you said, it might not be you that your boss hates. He might hate himself. He might hate where he's working. <laughs> right. Or she's working. And to try not to internalize it, which is super, super hard. Or may not be good at managing their emotions, so they come in here one day. You know, yeah. there, there there are females that only want to play for male coaches, you know, because I've had females say that she reminds me too much of me. Mm. You know, and there are some females that 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 prefer playing for female coaches, and I've had a, a lot of males that prefer working for females because of a, just a better sense of, you know, uh, um, how they manage themselves, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's, there's still a, a, there's a lot more... Um, uh, management, I think, in the the growth. There's, you know, you know, I I worked for even at IMG. Multiple people were above me who were females who were great, you know. But I don't even judge it. I judge the behavior. So it takes what it takes is for Kevin, but it will still make sense for you. Yeah, I got so and, much out of it. And 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 my population has been more like Kevin. This book, the goal for this book is that people that have never that would never engage in Tony. And Tony's incredible, and he's the, the most amazing. And like I said, he can stand on his wallet and talk to God and you know, go to all these different types of things that, that, are, that are engaging that audience, that are going to these events. And you just want some basic understanding of some things you could do to just maybe feel a little bit better or feel less worse. Mm-hmm. Maybe feeling less worse is how you should start. Then I think this will be for you. Yeah. And I think in the sports world, um, it's given me a, a place. I've never signed more than a one-year contract. You know, every year, I mean, I, I survive because nobody's actively looking for self-help in sports. Mm-hmm. We have an infinite supply of talent. So if you can't sustain the standard, they just get rid of you. Yeah. And coaches don't believe you can change people the way they think. 
Well, you know what was interesting? You were saying something a minute ago about um, maybe feeling less worse or as we talk about removing some of the negativity so the the other stuff can be more balanced. It's more buoyant. It is, yeah, it's no different than uh, a diet, right? Yes. So, and you talked about this too, is like if I say I'm on a diet and which when I, and I wrote the Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness and my biggest thing was I never said I was on a diet. So then I never was set up to fail, right? This was another mental thing for me that I created where I was like, okay, if I tell people I'm on a diet and I go out to dinner and I want to give in to my craving for that piece of bread, I'm going to feel like a loser and a failure. So I'm never going to say I'm on a diet. I'm just going to start making better choices. And then those better choices will lead to my goal. And it did. It took a year and patience. um, And I just started making small changes, removing half of the top of the bagel sandwich. And then when that got easy, I removed the whole top half of the bagel sandwich. Then I realized, well, do I even need the bagel sandwich? Maybe I can eat something a little healthier. Right. And so I made substitutions in alignment with your vision. Yeah. And so the same thing, like, so if I was on a diet and every morning I ate pancakes, but I still went to the gym. Right. And I didn't know why I wasn't losing weight. Right. Well, that's why. And you'd have to, right. So, so what you didn't do. So for example, people in 2020, what they don't do might be the most impactful thing to change their life as opposed to what they do do. Yeah. And, you know, I know for me in this journey of trying of being single and trying to learn and, you know, learn all the thing. I, I went the other way. I got to 158 pounds, which was not good at 5'11". So then Is I had that to, too low or too high? I don't too, know. Too low for me. Okay. So I had to change. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not healthy if, if I'm not 170 or 175. So I actually had to let that world back in. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid of bread. Yeah. And I can do some of that and I can drink, you know. And then, but I had to still control, like, I'm not going to waste calories by drinking Gatorade. You know, so but That's I had to, I think too. But I had to have like a balance of it and then and then, you know, or and now I probably gotta come back a little bit, but but that balance where okay, I'm an Eel Rock and I'm gonna go to the Italian bakery, I can get a sandwich, you know, and I can I can have some of these things and, and balance as opposed to I went so far the other way, I, I ended up getting I had this I, I got this cut in my throat and so I had to go on these smoothies for, for this long period of time. So I got my body fat down to eight percent. Well, I loved it. But it wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. and so I, and I and and being married to a model and living in that where I learned I became way more phobic, and it wasn't her fault, but it was and, what it, you were exposed to. It was she, your environmental. She kept factors. telling me stop saying that, like you need to gain weight. Um, but then I went way the other way, so it can go either way. In in to have this balance where you know I can enjoy a good dinner tonight, and I can have this, but I'm not going to have. And if I have eight Doritos. I'll stop. I don't need to have 75 Doritos because, oh, I I bagged it. I might as well concede. No. So I I think it's a matter of Matthew McConaughey in in his speech to the University of Houston talks about the process of elimination. And what we don't do gets us closer to to who we are and where we want to go. And and I think that that ultimately it takes what it takes is is an agnostic look at if if you want to be in a good relationship, there are a set of behaviors that allow that to happen. Again, I saw a statistic that said the average married couple speaks 27 minutes a week. And I was telling some of my friends of that, and they're like, man, that much? God, where do I find all the time? Oh, my God, not you know? Kevin and I. <laughs> but, but, we talk too much, I think. But, I think <laughs> but if you think about that, but you guys have consciously made a choice how he lives his mm-hmm. life, how you live your life. You're not bo- – like nobody's born finding time for their significant other. You make it. 
There's a set of behaviors. I even think of Nick Saban. Every morning from 6 to 6.30, he and his wife watch the weather. And they eat little Debbies and they hang out and they talk. Well, like over the course of that, that's 180 minutes yeah. together, right? So, so what are we doing? Like I wanted my book to be about doing simple better. And if I want to have a good relationship with my significant other, if, if, if it's a man or it's a woman or whatever, that when I'm on the road and I travel, you're going to be in relationships where you travel. But you know what? Turn the TV off. Put my iPad down. Dim the light. Give myself a chance. So now I'm engaging. I'm on the phone and I'm having this conversation and I'm not competing against my own choices. Yeah. You know, and, and I realized I did all that wrong. And so one of the things that I learned in the U.S. Army Special Operations Command and talking to some of their people and some of their counselors and I asked for help and said, hey, I, I want to be better is you need to understand your complicity in what happened. And I realized I just was so disengaged, you know, and, and but I created roadblocks for myself relative to behavior by trying to watch a law and order episode or 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 or, or, Game of or, or, at or night. trying to watch <laughs> after buzz or trying to watch something and trying to engage and then trying to be on social media and trying to be doing that and then trying to be on the phone yeah and i was just doing that and thinking i could do it all and then i was lying and then i was you know and and, and i wasn't even giving myself a chance to be better um and i did all that and then there's other things that were just they were what they were but what if we just did the simple things well? And that's my hope. I think the industry, if I'm not Maria Menounos um, um, or Stephanie Schwab or, or, uh, you know, or Kevin or, or somebody that's looking for self-actualized, you are a badass that your journey is great to greater. That's your journey. You're looking to get greater. You are the easiest type of people to help because you are looking for that. But if I'm not that, how do we help them? How do we help everybody? And that's where I think it takes what it takes is a public golf course. You still got to go to the course. Still got to show up, but it's eight bucks. You go to Augusta National, like good, <laughs> good luck. And that's what I think a lot of this stuff is. Like I, I spend this time trying to, to meditate. Like I can do it at, at the end of Judah Smith's church, the Saving Theater on Wednesdays. I can do it on if I go to Friday Mass. I can do it if I go to Sunday Mass. When everybody leaves and I stay in there, I can do it. Yep. If I go down to the beach, I can do it. I give myself the place at the end of yoga, maybe I can do it if I'm not thinking about the 11 people next to me now that I'm in Southern California because they look a lot different uh, in a good way. Uh, my mind's like racing all the different types of things. That can't be our industry. Our industry cannot be fucking breathing because I've never talked about breathing in 18 years with an athlete ever. Never. And, and, and Sports Illustrated says I'm the best in sports. I don't necessarily believe them. But obviously, I've done something right, and yet our whole world, radical candor and everything is mindfulness. How is this possible? And, and when I talked to the venture capital community, and I did it at the end of January last year, I'm going to do it again this year, and then they're like, that seems so much more co accomplishable the way you're doing it than having to go into these quiet, mindful rooms and breathing. The best would be do both. Exactly. Well, because there's a there's place a, for it because there's a place for both. I do know that when I am revving hot, the best thing for me to do is to remove myself and to take a few minutes to just shut down and let my brain have a break because our brain is just another organ right. or, or like imagine a muscle, right? 
if I'm doing curls yeah. for 15 hours a day, I mean, that's not possible. It's too much. The brain is the same thing. So that's where mindfulness and meditation is and so reg- useful. And regulating. And, and you know, when you regulate your breath, more oxygen gets to every part of your body. You can make better decisions. I, it's I, all I, important. I agree with it But all. that's not the sole solution. No, but it shouldn't, be, it, shouldn't, yeah. it shouldn't be the introduction of our industry. It, shouldn't, it should not be introduction to thinking mindfulness. No. So you put me against any, but it has its place in the same way AP chemistry has its place after you've taken chemistry. Yeah. And that's... That's interesting. And, and, and I believe, and, and well, what's your qualifications to say that? Where'd you go to school? Well, first of all, I went to a really good school. I went to a really good graduate school. But since four years old... I've been doing affirmations, listening to cybernetic waves, been doing all these different types of things, and I and, and my brother really struggled with it, and 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 like I know, so I dare anybody to challenge me. I was raised by you a self-help guru, so I understand it. I've listened to all these tapes, I understand it, and I've advanced athletes to affirmations. I've been with the U.S. national team, and we've been on the beach, and we've all. We've had the national anthem playing, and everybody's down. We did progressive muscle relaxation, and we're focused on our breathing. I'm playing the national anthem. I'm putting them in the stadium in Trinidad and Tobago. I believe in all that. We didn't start with that. Yeah. That's year two going to the World Cup. Yeah, you need your your beginner class to get to your advance. So where is that? Yeah, well, we have it now. We have it now. It takes what it takes. But do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's my my mind, because I want everybody to get to your point. Yeah. To where they have this this insatiable appetite to get better, and yet they try a couple of these things and they give up. I tried positive for three days. So where are you going there? You're going down there. You know that doesn't work. So maybe try this middle ground. Mm-hmm. Maybe try just going to neutral. And then if you want to go backwards, you go backwards. Maybe you start thinking about going forwards because, um, you know, and I am an incredibly positive person. You know, I, and, and I feel blessed that somehow my dad regulated me. But I'll tell you what. When the adversity hit in my life, it wasn't, my dad could care less, you know, he's up in, in, in heaven right now. When adversities hit me, he can look down and say, you're going to get through it. And that's where self-esteem-based skills, yeah. all the different guests that you have on Better Together with Maria Menounos, every one of these are giving you tools yep. that give you an opportunity, like lottery tickets. The more lottery tickets I have, the more chance I have I can win. Yeah. I can still win with three tickets. Some of these people win and they succeed and they don't have any tools. But my probability is higher if I have an understanding of, of, of self-regulation, of breathing, of my language, of what I say out loud, who I hang out with, who I consume, the types of food I consume, the diet I'm on, the vegetables I'm on, the minerals I'm on, all these different things that you tackle on your podcast, those are all different tickets that I'm getting to give myself a better chance at a more fulfilled life. I love it. Trevor Moad. It takes what it takes. It takes what it takes. You can get the book where? So the book is on uh, Amazon, Audible. It's uh, Books a Million, kind of any place that you can consume a book. It comes out February 4th. It's HarperCollins. My editor, Shannon Welch, the book she did before mine was Shoe Dog. So I think going from Phil Knight to me had to be a trip. (laughs) Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Um, So she was awesome. And Harper One is the imprint that did mine. They're based up in San Francisco. Um, next week I'll, 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 uh, I'll be more on the podcast network doing some more things, but my favorite place to go, I made the top 10 last year. I'm going to try to make the top one this year yes. or, or the top five is, uh, Maria Menounos and her handsome boo, Kevin, who I don't get to see today. Where's your handsome boo? 
I don't think he's here. We'll have to look. No, that's a bummer. I got to get. He some, might be back. You never know. I got to get some coffee with him. He, if you haven't seen Maria's husband, he's a very handsome uh, <laughs> boo representing the six one seven area code with a lot of pride. <laughs> <laughs> so they are a good couple. They're a lethal weapon too. So, but my my thing to you, Maria, what's what's awesome is is watching you um, with millions of people on uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, you live what you teach. And that's what I think we need more people that are trying. Um, I wanted my book, and it was a battle in the beginning. I'm like, there are a lot of books, you read the book, and you think that guy's a Navy SEAL. You read my book, you, you don't think that about me. Mm-hmm. You think that I have every problem that everybody else has, but I'm trying, but I'm using everything I teach yeah. to get through it. And, 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 and that's where I think for you... Um, you're open as you have this incredible house and you have all these different people and everybody that you're trying to help, but you face your own challenges and you're open about it. You faced your health challenge and you're open about it. You're helping other people. And then, but you also can enjoy your moment. Yeah. Like you can have a difficult situation happening at your house and be having a great time with Gronk and you don't have to concede the time with Gronk because this happening. And when you're here, you can let that be there. Each each moment has a history and a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And I think you've done an incredible job of living those histories. Thanks. Yeah. Always trying to be better. That's it. Cool. All right, Steph, what have we learned? That I am cutting out every <laughs> bit of negativity. No negativity shall prosper in this studio or in our lives. All the mental sugar and pancakes and <laughs> frosted flakes are gone. It just makes so much sense, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I we do we do do a great job of this already, but it's like that next. Mm-hmm. That's like the most massive reminder on just how powerful negativity is that we can get. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up since this was a long episode. Thank you again for listening to Better Together. Please help us by rating, commenting, subscribing, join our Patreon. Most of all. Come over and and help us make this show ad-free. You can click on the summary link and join us if you want to email us, better together with Maria at gmail.com. And of course, you can pre-order Trevor's book. It takes what it takes on Amazon. We'll put the link in the summary. The book's available everywhere February 4th. You can also visit Limitless Minds at thinkbig gofar.com. In the meantime, follow us at Maria Menunos, at Trevor Moad, at Steph Sabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chili, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 